When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! What is up, guys? Carl's goofy looking, and Andy yeah. sounds like a Muppet. I get it, Dan Schneider fingered you, but calm down. I'm ready to go deep within myself. No! It's gonna be great! I have great clips, you have great clips, it's gonna be fun today! Where's that content? We gotta make fun of it. Where is it? Episode 36. I'm the one who should apologize. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? You know what? I miss penis. What a dick. Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. And Kazaroos, welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that doesn't say retard anymore because we just learned that Barack Obama made the word retard illegal in 2010. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, a total retard, Croge, everyone. <laughs> it's good to know. I got to update my book now. Good to see you guys. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and that link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. We just dropped another crossover episode. Just today, we had a crossover with Dick Masterson, Vinnie Paulino joined us, and Financial Feminist dropped a whole new season on us. I didn't even oh. know. I'm so excited. Oh, I got to marvelous. introduce Dick to Financial Feminist, oh. and it was a lot of fun. So that is worth the $5 a month that it takes to get all of our bonus episodes. And also, you can watch us stream the show live on Saturdays and Wednesdays. There's people watching us perform the show as we speak. Mm-hmm. Also. Tickets are on sale. We are coming to Detroit. Mm. WATPLive.com is where you can get your tickets for the Magic Bag on September 30th. And we are looking forward to seeing everyone there. Tickets are selling fast for this one. So I'm excited. VIPs are already sold out. Mm. But there's still plenty of seats. It's general admission. Still plenty of seats available. So check that out. WATPLive.com. Also... We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review and Apple podcast and shit all over us in the comments section. Vic has been MIA, but she will be back today to get oh. us updated on the latest reviews that we're getting from you fine folks out there mm. in the internet land. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Cosmic Wisdoms. Mm-hmm. This was a suggestion from Hannah. Mm-hmm. We have both listened <laughs> separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Laura Beth Finley. We're going to learn a lot about Laura Beth Finley today. Croge, take it away. Well, uh, I would love to start with the show's intro, which was conveniently recorded inside the Wii Shop channel. It's my uh, number one. Welcome to Cosmic Wisdom's podcast, hosted by Laura Beth Finley, bringing integrative wellness through soul work 
of astrology, hypnotherapy, and intuition. Mm. Now, if I was going to add music to make that funny, that is the music I would have <laughs> Yeah, yes. good point. But I didn't have to because she put she it in that for me. So, so that was, was nice. That was nice of her. Well, when you're talking about heavy topics, like, you know, the inside of your own soul, you want to keep a little levity. Um, yeah, I, I listened to this episode called Embracing the Depths of Our Magic. And, Good. Um, you know, I was a little scared at first because, as my number two is going to show you, a lot of people think magic is scary. How did they know that I had the Queen of Hearts? How did they know? It's incredible. Yeah. Now, I am already very passionate about believing in magic. What is magic? Good question. You might be wondering what is magic? Some people think of magic and they think about what they might be afraid of. What they might fear because of what they've been taught. Oh, magic is scary. It's taboo. Magic is at little kid's birthday party. Yeah, I know. <laughs> magic is like the bestseller in Vegas. What are you yeah, talking like, about? People aren't afraid of magic. They're excited about it. They want to witness it firsthand. Yeah, when you think of magic, you think of card tricks. And yeah. Like, you know, the, the, the coin behind the ear and all this innocuous shit. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, she's going to define magic for us. Okay. And I think this will resonate with us all. But magic is actually your birthright. Hmm. We all have the ability or the potential to work with magic, to create magic, to be Bullshit. Magic, to experience magic, to see magic happen. And sometimes that magic happens when you get that new job that you didn't think that you were going to get. That's not magic. Sometimes magic happens when you meet that person when you thought you'd be alone forever. Okay, so in other words, her definition of magic is just normal, everyday things that happen to everybody. Okay, yeah, like, well, cool. Like luck. Yeah, so you know I'm super I mean? magical then. Yeah, yeah. I've got jobs, I've met people. I wonder if she thinks feelings is a rabbit coming out of a hat. I like, wonder how she feels about seven chords. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. That's like magic. How do you do that? <laughs> Getting a job. When she orders fries and there's like an onion ring tucked in there, she's <laughs> like, oh my God, it's magic! <laughs> it's magic! magic. Um, my, the episode I listened to... Yeah was all about communication. Oh, good. Which is also a very important thing in this woman's world. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all had a time where we've done this. We've all had a time where we have used communication for bad and not good. Not that I necessarily believe in bad or good, because I do believe that everything has its purpose on our journey. Okay, so you have just made zero points and zero cents with that one. Some people use communication for bad, not that bad exists. Yeah, that's okay. that's a tough line to walk. There is no good or evil. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> that makes it a little bit more difficult to understand. I thought I knew what communication was. I've taken communication courses. Yeah. I thought I understood it, but apparently I don't. Yeah. Um, so it, it's nice, though, because everything that happens happens for a reason. Oh, interesting. And everything that we're doing, it has its divine purpose or a lesson that it can teach us. Every single thing has this divine purpose or a lesson that it can teach us. This woman's never scratched her balls before. <laughs> I get nothing from that. Maybe some pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit of pleasure. A little magic. All right, before I go any further, yeah. I want to tell you why we're doing a deep dive on Laura Beth Finley. That's a, I would like to know the okay. answer to this question. The answer is one of our listeners, Hannah, 
happens to know this woman personally. Now, Ooh. I am going to read, I know, this usually starts bad. I am going to read some information that is all alleged. I don't know this to be true. This is just one person saying this is the case. So our listener has smelled Laura Beth Finley before? Apparently. Wow. All right. Okay, so all you're, right. you're about to learn a lot. I didn't yeah. want to tell you any of this stuff until you listen to some episodes oh, good. and try to get a sense of her. Oh, boy. She has a Facebook page for herself. One for her podcast, one for her company, and one for her homeschool. Mm. I use the term homeschool loosely. She pulled all of her kids out of school and teaches them. Oh, fuck. They do free-range parenting and unschooling. Oh, fuck. I don't know what, that, what the hell that means, but it seems like it means not teaching your kids to read or do math, making them take astrology lessons, and getting your son to film you twerking. She has had many gifts over time, including smelling illnesses and healing them with herbs, when she was a plant witch. She's also been she's also been a ditch witch, an Appalachian witch. And a she, sand witch. She claimed to see spirits for a while okay. and to be able to talk to animals. She has made a TikTok and posts the same dances on it all day. She refuses to get a normal job and does yeah. TikTok stuff all day and then asks people online to send her money. And there's a lot of links to all the different things that she's doing, Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. All right. This is what's interesting. Personality traits over time have changed from goth to juggalette to drama class student to country girl who loves guns to preppy girl to hippie girl to ditch witch to herbal witch to astrologer. And I believe we are mainly a transpersonal trauma hypnotherapist at this point. She married this guy and had her first kid with him. Then she cheated on him and left him, came back with another kid, and the original husband raised that kid. She cheated on him again, came back with a third child for this poor man to raise. I don't know if any of that's true. She started conning people online and then <laughs> rented out the original Cosmic Wisdom's healing center. When she couldn't pay rent, she said spirits told her to move to a tiny home slash fairy house, <laughs> a.k.a. shed, that old chestnut. on her property to run her healing center from and live in. She's formed this weird and smelly compound on the property for all her hippie friends, living in sheds, sorry, tin homes, with newborns and no plumbing. The MLMs have ranged from Avon to BOO. I'm not familiar with that. It's probably a witch thing. Boo. Which supposedly made parasites come out of her kid's skin in the bathtub. Oh, okay. In the meantime, she only talks about her abundance and how awesome and centered she is. She can help heal anyone. She's in such denial, she seriously is like a witch stuttering John. Um, all right. So, so she's single? <laughs> <laughs> so there's more information here, but I think that we should maybe get back into it. And I want to show yeah. an example here of her musicianship. Oh, yes. Because this kind of shows the state of the, the living situation. Yeah. All right, so this is a song that she posted. This is an original song called Feeling This Beat. And this is her and her friend uh, performing it together. I can feel that beat. My guitar's not tuned and I got the blues. I don't know no chords, but I'm really feeling this beat. It's a song about not knowing how to play music. That's oh. <laughs> pretty original. <laughs> Shadows trying to find the light. Going deep within, feeling everything inside. 
wants to be your friend, lady? Who would want to be this woman's friend? Neither does the other guitarist. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> holy shit. All right. I, I'm pissing off Crow, so I got to pause on that. Yeah. That, those are the most high school lyrics I've ever heard in my life. That's yeah. when you sit down to write the poem about the empty page. You know what yeah. I mean? And they're like, man, that's deep. Well, the words Whoa. come to me because yeah. I can't see and I can't believe that they came to me. I can't wait to clip that later. That was, that was good. awesome. <laughs> that was good. Fuck me. Now, this is the problem right. with Crow. She yeah. remembers stuff. I know. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My favorite thing that she does, yes. though, and there's a lot of things. I know that you brought some stuff, too. Is her TikToks? Oh, I, yeah, I didn't explore. You didn't that. see? Th- oh, good, good. You're gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. So you just heard that kind of music that she's yeah. into, like the, the hippie <laughs> stuff. Yeah. This is quite a departure from that. Thing, yeah, Donna, Donna, Jordy, and Rebecca, woman, shake, Real quick, I just want to point out, she's not. In great shape, but she thinks she is the way that she is twerking for this video. I'm just gonna guess she's into vabbing. (laughs) Next. Mom, do I have to hold this camera up for any longer? Yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> Who had to do this? I don't want to hold the camera anymore, Mom. Uh, uh, one more uh, example from TikTok, yes, and then uh, I'll, I'll let you take over here, Crush. Please. <laughs> any comments on that one? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That sums it up pretty good, actually. This is a fun mashup it's here. It's my pussy. I can do what I want. I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl. Pussy, I can do what I want. Hmm. I'm a big girl. Now. Duh. This my pussy, I can do what I want. What is that? Hold up. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry about that. What's going on over there? I don't know. Uh-oh. Someone's computer's on the fritz. Please continue. All right. So um, she likes to sing about not being able to play guitar and yeah. then lip sync about her pussy. What were your observations, Croge? Oh, also, she's a witch. What were your observations on this uh, young lady? <laughs> well, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Chris's back's just like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. <laughs> so I thought this was fascinating. She has sessions, she books clients, and she teaches yeah. her students. My number four are some of the skills you can pick up by spending time with her. I have students that I work with. And I teach my students about the soul work. So we do a lot of deep shadow work together. It's a part of connecting deeper to your gifts and breaking down layers is going to those places within themselves. So we do shadow work together. Shadow work. But we also learn about tarot. Tarot. We learn about astrology. Astrology. We learn more about our craft, our magic, magic. more about our womb cycles. cycles. You know, I used to defend homeschooling 
You shouldn't. I guess I should. No, this this all nightmare. sounds very bad. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it, it, it's a, a fucking nightmare. Can um, can we please get TLC or someone to follow these kids around? I want to see what happens 10, 15 years from now. It ain't going to be a happy story. You don't think you know so? What I mean, it's not going to be great. Um, yeah, you I don't mean, think the stars are going to align for these kids? I believe in healing. I believe that uh, you know therapy. I think they're doing some wonderful things with cognitive behavioral therapy these days, but. Uh, these developing years are when you need some real fucking structure. In your life. <laughs> yeah, you and think these kids ain't getting it now. Uh, this is she says this right off the bat. My number five, like this is her like talking about her past. Like, oh, I used to be broken, yeah. but the way she talks about it, she is broken. She's Correct. a broken human being. Well, this is one. Of, she's one of these people, and you know that's how you know it's a grift. Like Tony Robbins, you can say it's a grift, but the guy's super successful and seems like he's fucking happy every day. Yeah, and he probably is. Waking up in one of his mansions and going around and talking to losers. So he's having a good day. You could tell this woman who says, like, okay, now I have it figured out. Like, that's her thing every few months. Mm -hmm. I didn't back then. I said I did, but I didn't. Now I do, though. Now I have it figured out. There used to be this gut-wrenching anxiety in me. This deep, dark place that I could feel in the pits of my stomach burrowing further and further in inside of myself breaking my own heart energy broken distorted confusing afraid so disempowered Ooh, somebody got a thesaurus. So, <laughs> I, this is, you know, this is a person giving life advice. Correct. You know right. I mean? I'm going to tell whole you thing. everything in it, but inside I am scary and broken and afraid and lonely and blah, 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 blah. Typical so, rich behavior. Yeah. And, uh, I'm Imagine gonna... not having plumbing and being like, hey, do you want to learn how to live your life? Come talk to me. <laughs> I think I'll do it better than you. I got two and a half baths. Come on down to the compound. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I got a pair for you here. So the, uh, this episode I listened to was early 2021, and she talks about how 2020 was a scary time. And sure. you know, I get it, it was a scary for time all for us. all of us. Yeah, you know, it, it, we were all cut off from society, whether you like it or not, and all these things we loved were, were gone and shuttered, and some never came back. Uh, but yeah, my number six, she talks about how 2020 was a scary time for her because 2020 was a year that brought up a lot of fear for me. And it seemed like the further I got lost in rabbit holes of things that scared me, things I was terrified could happen, I just couldn't seem to get my thoughts in a place where they needed to be. And I found myself thinking this poor woman, you know what I mean? She's, she's feeling trapped and alone. Uh, society is closed down. And sure. She's scared. She's got young and, and, children. Yeah. And I, and I get it. I'm feeling for it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and then she revealed uh, what 2020 was about. I'm still learning so many lessons, but 2020 was a year of finishing up a Saturn return. What? <laughs> You know, finishing up that return. What the fuck? Here, I, I was so like, was the planets. It wasn't the pandemic. Or yeah, for a brief moment, I'm feeling bad for this woman. Oh my god, she's actually face reality, and it's kind yeah. of frightening. And then, oh no, no, no! It's a, my tarot card told me that fucking Jupiter backwards <laughs> or some shit. I'm like, well, aren't I a fucking asshole? Well, okay, finally something that I could relate to because yeah, Saturn was returning for me in 2022, yeah. which also sucked. But I want to point out the fact that Laura Beth used to be a really shitty friend. 
<laughs> I had a best friend in my early 20s who was younger than me, and she meant the world to me. But I didn't really treat her like that. My ego told me that I did. My ego told me that I valued her. My ego told me that she was my best friend in the whole wide world. But I got frustrated with her. I was going through a divorce and I said something really ugly about her to another friend. Well, she was with that friend and she saw what I said. Whoops. You know, she never spoke to me again. I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she's like, best a cunt. And she's yeah. like, oh my gosh, look at what she's look at what Laura's saying about you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What did you, what did you do? And she's already giving herself excuses as she's recounting what a shitty person she was. I was going through a divorce at the time. <laughs> I'm a Pisces. It's not, yeah, right. Saturn was returning. Yeah. And then she goes on to talk about what it's like to be her friend. We're going to have tips come up. And I know that better than anyone because I can be an intense person. I'm very intense and I'm always healing and growing. So being friends with me and being close to me means that I'm a catalyst for that. I like to inspire people. I believe in people. I want to see people be their very best. And I believe that they're capable of it. So basically what she's saying is being friends with her means that she's going to try to fix you yeah. and fuck off because yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. You're projecting onto other people that they all need fixing like you do. No, you, you're the one who needs it. And what's funny is she's not realizing that's something that a self-absorbed person does mm -hmm. that gets themselves involved in other people's business oh, to yeah. fix them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she says she's over that now. Now, I have spent a lot of my life honestly being a little self-absorbed. No shit, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, we could tell. We could tell that was your MO just from listening to these things yeah. and how you've transitioned from prep to witch back to goth girl, that uh... <laughs> defiant hippie. So apparently, she wasn't a great wife either. Really? Yeah, I know. Oh. I, I was surprised to hear that, oh. Drew. Uh, yeah, that's so strong. when I moved into adulthood, I could honestly be a little um, selfish. You know, I was married to my first husband, and I struggled not to spend money that we didn't have. Went into debt. I was always wanting to spend money that we didn't have because I just wanted more things. That's why people do that. Yeah, to get stuff. Yeah. If only she had discovered the financial feminist. If I could hook these two yeah. up together, I think they could fix each other here. three-way with Jerry Banfield? They'd have, <laughs> they'd have it all figured yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, the last clip I have in this little series... Mm -hmm about what a horrible wife she was and person overall. I could say that I listened to what they said, but they were wrong no matter what they said. So no matter what came out of their mouth, they were likely to be wrong because it didn't align with what I was feeling or thinking. You ever meet someone like that, Croge? You ever uh, <laughs> you ever live with someone who thinks you're wrong no matter what you have to say? I, uh, it doesn't I, align with what they're thinking. I send her a huge check once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode about communication where she's explaining what a horrible person she is and how she's terrible at communicating with other people. Oh. 
She's calling your best friend the C word while texting your other friend. <laughs> By the way, this is all typical female bullshit. I, you know, it's not even like she's a rare species here. I mean, we've seen this before. She just, you know, you're supposed to keep all this shit on the DL. And, and she's putting on the phone of, oh my God, consequences for my actions? Holy <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, that's how this all works. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, my, my number eight, this is what life was like when she had... No schedule. This is what being unemployed is like when you're wild and free and, you know, you're whatever the fuck you're doing at night. I don't know. So I can really think about how many hours do I need for sleep? What does my daily schedule look like on Sundays? Every Sunday or every Monday or every Tuesday? What do I need to be doing on those days? How can I give myself more space to relax but also balance all the things that I give to myself all right uh, you, you, this woman uh, if you've ever read anything anything ever at all written about or during the 19th century like people had to struggle to survive yes. you know what I mean life was not easy life was not given your welfare was not taken care of like even if you were a kid your parents are gone Fuck you, kid. You want to get a job in a coal mine or go fucking die in a river? Like, we don't give a shit. Like, this I'm woman, sure someone gave a shit, but I know what you're saying. Well, not really. <laughs> We got three more where you came from. <laughs> Parents are dead, kid. What are you going to do? <laughs> this woman, like, if she had a job, yeah. if she had to work to survive and mm. put a roof over her head, none of this would be happening. You know what Correct. I mean? She would be, like, if she had to get up at a certain time and fucking go somewhere and perform some service for society. This is what happens to people that are left to their own devices and they can't even get in the fucking rhythm of the sun coming up and down to fucking get their shit together. Uh, number nine, this is good advice because a daily routine saved my life. So it's like I have to operate on the schedule so that I can keep everything in alignment. Because if I don't have a schedule, everything starts to blend together and it gets really crazy. And there were a lot of times that happened to me over the last year. And sometimes things felt really scary. But when I started to try to have a regular schedule, a routine, and I tried to flow with this masculine and feminine energy. Huh? What? <laughs> I started to step into this whole new level within myself. So an alarm clock was her spiritual awakening. Yeah, yeah and also, is that like a masculine thing, having a set schedule for your day? Is that what yeah, she's saying there? I think so. Interesting. It, she didn't expand on that. Yeah. Okay. What am I, a guy? I got to get up and go to work every day? What the hell is all this stuff? God damn. This is nonsense. I will say that it is tough when you don't have a schedule and then you complain about managing your time. I don't have a ton of sympathy yeah. for yeah. people like that. I because I know people like that who oh my gosh I'm just so busy. You don't even have a job, right? What do you, what do you mean? What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, but there's just so much going on. Like, I get it. Yeah. Daytime television is addictive. Yeah, I had a massage and a wine tasting. Yeah, you try getting the game show network <laughs> right? at your house and see if you have any time for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not enough time of the day. All right, so I want to talk about. Because you would think someone who's spiritual like this mm -hmm. and really into how the stars are aligning, yeah. they wouldn't be a slave to their phone. Of course. You know, exactly. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if she didn't even own a phone. Yeah. That you just, would think, yeah, right? That, that just ties you down. That saps your spiritual energy. You would think so. <laughs> well, she had to text that cunt message to somebody <laughs> with something. We have energy centers in our body. 
I'm sorry you heard that notification from my phone. I had it on silent, but I'm just going to keep rolling with this. I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> you didn't have it on silent yeah. because it went off. And then later out of the episode, she said she was going to set it on silent. But what is so fucking easy about loving those people in my life is that we worked through it. We talked about it. And maybe at first it started out with an explosion. We had things to learn about each other. And there I go again with the notifications. Yeah! There you go again with the notifications. And not to be outdone by her own phone fucking her up. And she loses her train of thought. She's like, where was I? All of a sudden, she's got like a Nokia from 1998. Sometimes tempers ran wild like wildfires in a forest that seemed like no water could ever put it out. <laughs> what is that ringtone? She's trying to sound all deep and spiritual. They ran wild like wildfires. Mob, stop calling me. I'm doing the show. So I have to admit, because I'm one of these people who admits when I do things that aren't as good as they could be. Because mm. you have to get out in front of it sometimes, Crows. You know, yeah. people will dig things up from the internet and find things, yeah. call you out, as Centering John is realizing nowadays. Yeah. And so I did do a show before we started WTP. Uh, a lot of people have found this and have clipped it. It was called uh, Healing is Feeling. Yes, mm. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, this is a clip where oh, I owned a lot of phones back then. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of things going on, a lot of balls in the air, you uh, know. Yeah. And I was working at the Verizon store. Yeah. Trying to sell the Android, latest Android of the day. Always with the Verizon store. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking guy. Welcome to that healing feeling with Caro Berger. Today, we're going to talk about energy. Specifically, big dick energy. It's important <laughs> that you have a big dick and that everyone around you knows it because you have obnoxious, over-the-top, alpha, big dick energy. <laughs> How important are the balls in big <laughs> is a question I get a lot. <laughs> That's great. The balls are like the nuclear power plants to the dick. It feeds the dick its energy. And that energy feeds you. Not like tacos feed you. More like how a good night's sleep or a five-hour energy drink. <laughs> or the wolf is loose. So I was also recording it on my phone while yeah. I was trying to send off text yeah. messages and get back to people, and they were calling me. So it's always a mistake. Yeah, I've learned a lot since then, guys. I feel like I'm not going to make that mistake again. That phone was state of the art. I got to say, at the time, yeah. Is for, do you want to buy one? I, I do. I got a pretty good plan. Awesome. I, I get you set up with. I know a guy. Uh, she does love to get interrupted. Uh, my number twelve is a genuine PMM, a Patrick Michael moment. <laughs> I am here to support you. As you embrace the very depths of your own magic, you are magic. Daddy. 
and it is the way that you move energy that helps you. And sorry if you hear my littles in the background, I am recording this clip and <laughs> Millie is talking. So, so sorry about that. But I want to thank you for tuning in and listening today. I would love to work with you if you'd like to book a session. <laughs> yeah, let's start selling, start selling those sessions right away. ABC, always be close. <laughs> God, respect Crow, that. I have a fun video for you. This is one of her marketing videos. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is how she, she has a lot of knowledge to share with us. You can tell she's got it all figured out, too. Marketing at the Perch with Laura Beth. And I am a member of The Perch. I co-own the business Cosmic Wisdom. Kids screaming in the background. In my brand, I am a mom, an astrologer. I'm very connected to my spirituality. And I truly believe that in being authentic... Mom of the year, I would say. ...is being ourselves. So when I connect with my people, I'm never going to be perfect and polished. I want them to see who I really am, the real me, the authentic me, the mom that sometimes gets super frustrated or that loses her Observe. Yeah, I'm frustrated for you. Everything. Or the calm person. That I, I want you guys to see how I calm myself down. I want you to really see me. Falling into the camera. I think that is the most important thing in your brand. Who's so watching these kids? No one. Is to be you. Magic. I've been able to grow my following by just being myself, by being the authentic version of me, who I am to the core. All right. I hope this isn't an ad for her homeschooling these, business. These fucking kids, they're running around, they're smashing into everything, yep. and you'll notice yeah. she never utters the word no. Correct. It's Dude, when it's you've got observing. kids, their fucking legs start working before their brains start working. They run around, they touch everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a stove or an electrical outlet or a fucking chainsaw, and I got a bunch of those lying around, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Rakes. But, yeah, I mean, and you have to yell at your kid, no, don't touch that, and that's how they learn that... Uh, whatever. What the fuck? It's like that TV do? show. Kids kill themselves in the darkest ways. Yeah, exactly. That was hilarious. Fuck. The most important thing whenever you are oh, building so relationships. You think? There's multiple kids running around. Media. You know what they want, Crouch? I'm not even a parent and I know this. They want their mom's attention. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They're, they're hoping for some attention. <laughs> no ding, ding, ding. You have to think about how do you connect with people? <laughs> This should be a commercial for condoms. Yeah. Thank you. Entrepreneur, one of the most, most, most. That little baby right there is looks like she's drinking high C, which is stuttering John's favorite way to get hydrated. Yeah. Things that I recommend is live videos. Got to wash down them plain nuggies somehow. Do this, don't do that. All right, I'm gonna give you my don't for our video. The best part is that it's all edited too. She yeah. edited this in post. Yeah, I want. She took out the embarrassing parts. Right, when she's beating the shit out of them. <laughs> no, I, I think they're all free range. Yeah, that's yeah just you're all right. Going. I think okay. they just all run around. Because you have kids. Don't pee on your sister. No, I said okay, fine. Pee on your sister. <laughs> There's no don't Who around here. Yeah, kids. you're right. My bad. You're I got frustrated for a second there. You're people. You got kids? So do I. My kids no are going to be in the background. They're going to be talking. They're going to hop on and off and let you know that they are there. My following, my people that are going to come to me, they're going to appreciate that about me. If you no, you're attracting no audience with this no. video. This is not helping you in any way. Well, there's four likes on this video. Okay, well, there's that. Four people. Like <laughs> four, well, four kids. You guys want to meet her business partner? Oh, yes, please. Tony Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where's the funnel? <laughs> Come on, Laura Beth. <laughs> Where's the quiz funnel? No, this is her business partner. And um, spoiler, they're both witches. Oh. <laughs> I bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> wow, those are some crazy eyes. Partner and my sister witch. Everybody wants to know. Everybody seems to have something to say about what we do, or they might disagree with us, or they might say rude things. Um, That's a great way to start a video. Look, everyone thinks we're assholes. They say we suck. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, just, can we focus on something else? Just want to dress the trolls and the haters. <laughs> Evil. Mm -hmm. If I ever get to the point where I'm starting a show off with, everyone's been calling me an asshole all week on Twitter. Let me just address that real quick. Is that what we are? So what do we um, do? It's actually funny because I would consider what we do to be quite positive. Me too. Um, on many different levels. Most of our work is in healing. I guess it's the word witch that's throwing everyone off. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> These are the best, aren't they? This woman is something else. She's building a media empire. She's got it all figured out. <laughs> Did you want to play the video that you found? Yeah, and you don't have to play the whole thing, but goddamn, it's fascinating for a whole bunch of reasons. The full moon in Libra. Today... We discover full moon in Libra. Look at me. I hit myself in the face with the car door earlier. What? Yeah. But today <laughs> is the energy is really supportive. <laughs> On the if cusp. we work to find balance or harmony within our relationships with the connections around us. Why is she so winded? First she, of all, she's winded the whole time. Yeah. And the whole thing is we and you. Mm -hmm. We need to do this, and you need to do this, and we need to feel this, and you need to address this. It's fascinating. We may also find that there are things coming to completion from those relationships. Libra is an air sign. Oh. So this sign That's needs she's intellectual winded. balance. And I'm seeing if you don't have that today, that that's something that... You're going to want to fight for. There can be an explosion for it. Huh? Also, we're at Easter weekend, so. So there's that. <sighs> Easter? Yeah. So they believe in Jesus now? What's going on? <laughs> this is fascinating, though. That's just this part. I love it. <laughs> Which is for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's the time we get to be with our families. I want to encourage you to lean into finding harmony with your family because Libra sometimes wants to be the balance has a need to be the balance, and there can be some overanalyzing. Be cautious not to do that. I am staying at this beautiful Airbnb. I am going to overanalyze. I'm sorry. Yeah, this whole thing of like, <laughs> now listen, we're going to be with our family, and you need to not fight with your sister because she's going to bring her bullshit, <laughs> and you need to chill out. Like, who are you talking to, lady? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it's, Sounds like she's got a whole thing It's in her very head. specific advice yeah. to a very specific person, but, like, you need a mirror, not a fucking iPhone, you know? That, that, that's kind of it for this. It's just a whole lot of, you need to do this, and we need to watch out for this because of the Libra. I'm like, it's so fucking bizarre. I, I got to be honest, dude. This show sucked. I spent 40 minutes with this woman. Yeah. It was awful. The only part I liked was right at the end. Okay. Uh, this is my number 13. She told a sex story, and it was pretty fucking steamy, dude. Oh, I sweet. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Let's get warmed up. I even this put uh, royalty-free YouTube music under it so we could play it. So being at play with ourselves, I'm ready to go deep within myself. 
told her to dip her finger in it. <laughs> we grown ass women at a coffee shop playing. Then she put some on her leg and she noticed the feeling that it gave her leg. Hey now we were playing this place so deep inside. Oh, that's hot. That's fucking steamy, dude. That's <laughs> the only part of the show I liked at all. <laughs> I don't think that's how that went, Crouch. I want to talk about the seven different energy centers within your body and soul. Ooh. And because sense. this episode is about communication, yeah. there's one that's in your throat. <laughs> and the throat is the fifth chakra. <laughs> this energy center is more balanced. It needs balance. And a way that you balance this space is that you allow the things that you need to express to come out of your mouth. Only a woman would come up with this. The only way to be happy is to talk a lot. No, shut the fuck up. You want to balance your energy? Shut the fuck up. You don't have all the answers. It's enough out of you. (laughs) We get it. I love the... uh, the confidence she has with being able to understand who people are based on when they were born. Yeah. Crouch. Mm-hmm. This is something else that I've never once asked my friend what month they were born and what their sign was. It wouldn't clue me into how to communicate with them in any way. Yeah. I just don't get it. Every once in a while, you'll meet somebody. You know, there's that, like, birthday problem. Once you have 30 people in a room, there's, like, a one over order. It, it becomes very common that people share birthdays. Anyway. Sure. You meet people that have the same birthday, and they have nothing in common at yeah. all. Right. At all. Ever. And you're like... <laughs> Even the same year, like a classmate when you're a kid, and you're like, what the fuck? This idea that being born at a certain time in a certain place means fucking anything at all. And if it does, we should find everybody born on Hitler's birthday and execute them immediately, right? Yeah, I, I think mean, Todd Leg was born on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> April 20th. I'm not even joking. The logical extension of this, right? <laughs> no, that's a, really, that's a really good point. It doesn't make any sense. You have the same personality traits because you were born in a 30-day window. As other people, there's so many other... Uh, but yeah. real quick, have you ever known anyone who's into astrology that has their shit together? No. Yeah, yeah me neither. Never once. Yeah. yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> Same with tarot cards and shadow work. <laughs> we have to really take that into consideration. It's hard to juggle my executive job, my six-figure salary, <laughs> with also my tarot card readings and seeing my psychic I twice know. a week. Somehow you manage. Somehow I'm able to pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Never hear that said. We have to really take that into consideration. That they're going to be different than us. That there will be things that come up and there will be processes that we have to work through. Which is really exciting for me as an astrologer because I can look at the birth chart and look at how communication styles show up for that person. And it doesn't mean that I know exactly what they're going to say, but I understand a little better their style, and I understand how it interacts with mine, so I can be more aware if there's harmony there, the way our placements aspect, or if there's a disharmony. Just assuming that you know how to communicate with someone based on anything, other than your past experience with that person, is silly and ridiculous. I used to work for this woman who told me, because you know everyone knows the golden rule. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And this woman who I worked for told me, that's actually false. You need to treat people the way they want to be treated. <laughs> I, I have no idea how they want to be treated. That's on me now? Yeah. Do you know how they want to be treated? I'm going to fail miserably at this. How can I possibly know that? Yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. And, of course, because this woman has no idea how to live her life, even though she tells everyone how to live theirs, yeah. there's nothing but drama going on at all times. Of course. 
Now, there are some people in your life that if you say something that they don't like, they don't like that you brought conflict to their life. They really don't appreciate that you brought them drama. And there's frustration there. How dare you speak up and speak your truth? But this is wrong. If you're going to have a healthy flow of communication in a relationship with another person, it's going to be very important for you to have a safe space to communicate your feelings, what you're experiencing, what's coming up for you, so there is no lashing out. It you seems know, like she goes through a lot of fronts. That really inspired me. Producer Chris, you're a douchebag. Yeah, you are, you are a douchebag. Thank you for bringing it up. I feel a safe space uh, to communicate that I want now. to speak Crow's truth. Yes. And, and <laughs> both of you, please go fuck yourselves. Please. <laughs> she just said no lashing out. Yeah, that, that was No, un- no, I meant in, in the best way. Oh, okay. In the best yeah, way. Yeah. Can I wait till after the show? <laughs> Yeah, you can tell that everyone that this person comes in contact with is annoyed with her. Yeah. She's like, Guys, that's what communication is. You get pissed off with me, you get annoyed with me, you got to deal with it. That's communication. No, that's not what communication is at all. Oh. You're doing it wrong. I thought that's where the trolling began. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to play no, from not at all. our friend? I gained uh, zero cosmic wisdoms from this show. <laughs> Laura Beth Finley. That is some character. Wow. Wow. Good luck with that, Laura Beth. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. I thought that was it. All right. So we have uh, a couple cringe of the weeks here. Crows, you brought one. Yes, I'll, I'll start I with did. you, buddy. All right. If you remember way back in episode 284, we reviewed the Cinemassacre podcast. Sure. So that's the angry video game nerd. He hires a bunch of other dudes. They're all sitting around the table. He says, yeah, and uh-huh, a lot. And they talk about movies from the 80s. So the beginning of this year, everybody else is gone. And it's just James, the angry video game nerd. And yeah. he's just sitting there in front of a green screen. He's gone for like two months. And he comes back and he's doing videos like, why I think Dracula is cool and like, um, Five TV shows that I liked, and I wish I was kidding about all that. So, I, know. Um, <laughs> I see him too. This last week, he does a, a, a video where he visits the mountain that Rocky IV climbed, or that Rocky. Climbed. <laughs> no, let's keep it with that. Rocky IV climbed it. So <laughs> they get almost there, and then they they're like, "Well, Rocky the fourth. Then they're like, "This is actually pretty dangerous. We're going to turn around." Okay, and then this happens. The biggest overriding thought was my children, how I had a responsibility to come back home. You know, before I went on this trip, I, uh, you know, the night before I left, I was putting my youngest daughter to bed at night and she uh, was, you know, like, kind of sad, you know, like, I'm gonna miss you, daddy. Like, and I'm like, you know, don't worry, I'm gonna be back in just a few days. It's not gonna be that long. And, you know, um, you know, so I'm, letting her know, you know, don't worry, I'm going to be okay and everything's going to be fine, I'm going to come back. And it reminded me of that scene in the movie, actually, where he's, uh, where Rocky is talking to his kid, you know, he's like putting the kid to bed or whatever, and, uh, you know, the kid's asking him, like, are are you scared? You know, if a big giant, you know, wanted to fight me, I'd be scared. Um, Yeah. Oh, God. Cried his way all the way home. This is a blizzard of balls. I can't believe humanity (laughs) was capable of degrading itself so low as to produce such an insulting catastrophe of ass. I agree. (laughs) So that was a highly edited video that had 14,000 you knows in it. It's him crying and then walking through a trail. (laughs) And then 
His whole thing is like he, he had a moment with his child, and he's like, it's just like the movie. <laughs> it's a kid cry, just like the movie that I saw when I was 11. First this off. This whole fucking guy's life is a movie he saw when he was yes. 11. And I, I, like, I feel bad picking on the guy. He's clearly... Not Very doing special. Well. Yeah. No, I mean he's clearly like not a fucking fully functioning neurotypical human fucking being. That's the angry video game, dude. He got old and now he cries in the woods and he makes you watch videos of it. Well, a few things that I picked up on. First off, if you want to get teary-eyed a little bit during the first Rocky movie, maybe Rocky 2, I get it. Rocky 4, no, this is not a tearjerker by any means. <laughs> and secondly, this idea that he's like, I would kill myself on this mountain for this video. But I have my kids yeah. to think about. Like yeah. that was oh, literally what he kids. said to start that out. He's like, if it weren't for my kids and that responsibility, I would be doing this right now. Like, you're not an extreme sports dude. You you fucking yell about video games that aren't very good. Yeah. Get over yourself. And the stakes. I went to this trail and uh, we were gonna go to the end of it, but then we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a hike. It's yeah. a fucking hike. What the, okay, great. Oh, All right. God. I have a I have a cringe that God, this is gonna damper the mood a bit, but somebody shared this with me, not just somebody. <laughs> Joel R nine eight zero one. Oh, that Joel on Twitter shared this video with me, and Wowie Kazowie is all I can say about this. I hope these people are joking. Oh, I got to be eighteen, so I got to be signed in. All right, never mind. Fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll let that one go. The teaser. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not not even worth it. Epic fail. Let's talk about my Jerry Banfield shoutouts. Mm. That I received from my buddy uh, Phoenix from Soul Psych Records. We talked about this before, but I went and grabbed the clips. Soul Psych Records with another two dollars. Hello. Getting them two dollar strip club bills out up in this business. <laughs> Happy birthday to Carl from Soul Psych Records. All of his co-workers were gone. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate it, buddy. And then later on, because the computer reads the super chats. I get an additional shout-out. Soul Psych Records tipped $2 at YouTube.com slash Jerry Banfield. Can you okay, wish my friend Carl a happy birthday? Birthday cake, confetti <laughs> ball, present, fireworks. Why don't we go back the other direction? Happy birthday, Carl! Thank you for watching, Carl. Thanks, Jer. Appreciate it, but of course he's playing a video game, so it's I, a little not. I know there's like four audio streams going at once. That is fucking chaos. There's a lot going on right there, Crush. It's uh, not as bad as when all my cell phones were going off <laughs> on that one show that I used to do. But uh, then Jerry, because what Phoenix had him do was watch his stand-up that he did at that conference. Mm -hmm. And so a big portion of this video is Jerry watching his stand-up going, oh, geez, I wasn't funny at all. What am I doing? That, what, am I, what did I think I was going to pull off here? So then Jerry's got a hot take on how stand-up works. Appreciate you helping make ends meet for my cut and streaming. I think I've got what it takes to do stand-up comedy, but here's the thing. Lots of people have the jokes or the humor, but almost <laughs> nobody wants to put in the work to be a stand-up comedian, like Bill Burr said, of all those times you go out and bomb in front of an audience and go to all these clubs and try all the jokes out. Being funny is the hard part. Yeah. Actually, writing a good set, that's the hard part, Jerry. You're not just like, well, yeah, everyone's got hilarious jokes that they write, but can you actually deliver it in front of an audience? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, that's that's the easy part if you have funny jokes. Yeah, apparently you have to put in hours of bombing. Yeah, that, wow. that's what he thinks. He's like, you go up there with funny jokes and people won't like you because it's your first time out there. Like, no, that's <laughs> you're not understanding this at all, Jerry. But that's why we love Jerry. 
He is great, isn't he? Yes. Speaking of people that we love. Oh. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. Patrick Michael is back. As fuck. As I teased, after two months absence, he finally put out a new episode of Free Water. I saw you this week because we were at band (laughs) practice. I remember that. And we're like, yeah, we'll do that, do that. And then I woke up the next morning. And on my phone, my phone was ringing. I have a special alarm. <laughs> the Patrick Michael alarm, yeah. And a new free water dropped. And I, 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 I cried tears of joy. Yeah. And then I hit play, and this is what I heard, and I cried even more tears of joy. Yeah. What is up, guys? How you hanging? How you hanging? If you're hanging at all. You might not be hanging at all. Some of you might not hang... It might just be perky. I don't even know. That could be anything. Your balls. Could your balls be perky? Is that even a thing? Seems like it would be, right? I mean, what a what a way to start this episode, right? We're zigging and zagging. As soon as we come back in, that's fantastic, of course. What a way to start. He's back, Daddy. baby. The magic. Oh. That's magic. Yeah. Now I get magic. I have to tell you, Wednesday, producer Chris and I were over here. We recorded the show with Pat Oates. Great episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And immediately afterwards... We both get in our cars to go grab some food, yeah. and I pop on free water. I listen to about 15 minutes of it, oh. and I was, well, no, probably more like seven or eight minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's 22 minutes, but there's really only like 18, 17 minutes of content, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was legitimately like smiling at some of his observations. Yeah. I was like, this is actually some of his best work. I had a, I had a message Doug from the Jingles Department. Like, have you heard this latest Patrick Michael? This is actually really good. Nobody does it like Patrick. Michael. Nobody does. I I realized in that moment that I missed him. Yeah, and I absolutely. need him in my life. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, the, he acknowledges that it's been a little while since he's been here. Patty Broken Skull, at your service, but am I at your service? Not really. It's been too long for me to be still sort of working for you guys, as it's been hmm. seen. Um, somebody's keeping track of how long it's been. There has to be some sort of Discord chatter, some sort of, uh, what is it, Reddit. Uh, these things are going, uh, they're running amok right now. Nobody knows what's happening. Where is he? What's going on? Why hasn't he dropped an episode, a Patreon? I don't even know how long it's been, but of course you guys do. You know what I'm hearing right there? We missed him, but he missed us yeah. too. Yeah, he missed. He, he saw that the Discord wasn't talking about him as much, and... Reddit's kind of got another thing going yeah, on. Yeah, he doesn't want to sound excited, but he's excited. He is excited to be back. We are too, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he um, he answers the question that we've all been wondering. Does he care? It is a podcast and there are no rules. I don't care. Is it not obvious yet? Guys, IDC. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Right? Like Darren Till. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Uh, so I was listening to this episode without clipping it. And the thing that I picked up on was he doesn't care mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Yes. And I put together a little supercut for us. Oh. Now remember, this is just from one episode that's less than 20 minutes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know, guys. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't care. Doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Let's move past it. Doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. 
He almost ends anything when he doesn't know how to end a sentence or a thought. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Moving on. Whatever. No. But this is one of the clips that I have here where I'm like, that's actually a funny observation. It's one of the funniest things he's ever said. He's talking about how, I know everyone misses me. I have another show. Leave it to the judges. Or don't leave it to the judges is the other show that we all ignore because we don't care about MMA. I was still doing Don't Leave It to the Judges, guys. I was still doing the MMA podcast. And believe me, just as funny. Even if you're not a fan of the sport, just as funny. It's like comedians and cars getting coffee. You could not be a fan of cars or coffee. And it's still a decent show. <laughs> That's a great observation. Is. Isn't it? I'm not a coffee drinker. I like that show. Maybe I will check out Don't Leave It to the Judges. Yes. It's one of the funniest things he's ever said. Yeah, it really is. Uh, that show doesn't exist. I, I would rather hear. My, I would rather hear my entire family being backed over by a garbage truck than listen to anyone, let alone Patty fucking C cups discuss MMA. My favorite part was he goes on a jag about rocking horses, dude. Yeah, where, this where, was great, dude. This had me rolling. Where the fuck are you going to hear somebody? Go to Jack about rocking horses. Whether you're a new listener, old listener, or present listener. I guess if you're an old listener, you'd also be a present listener, so you're an old present. An old present. It's like getting uh, a rocking horse in 2022. Is that still a thing? They probably have rocking horses. I don't know. Who cares? A rocking horse. It just so it paints so many pictures if you don't know the toy or the apparatus. Was it a toy? What did it do? <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, it rocks! <laughs> what do you mean, what does it do? What does a rocky horse do? Well, he continues. He yeah, discovers it. He does figure it out. Is it an apparatus? Is it an apparatus? Is it a toy? How would you classify this thing? What section of the Sears catalog should I be looking in? A rocking horse, though, is just that. A rocking horse. You sit on a horse, it rocks back and forth. In yes. no way does it make you better at riding a real horse. <laughs> It would be funny, though, if somebody was like, this is how you're going to get good. Go ahead and rock back and forth on this wooden horse that I, I made that doesn't have any real features, but you can tell it is the shape of a horse. A rocking horse was essentially like a cookie cutout of a horse with <laughs> put on some, you know, bowed wood pieces. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, First person that came up with it was uh... pretty fucking bored. But also pretty ingenious, man. Why are we talking about the rocking horse? Because I was also thinking about a horse that maybe has sunglasses on. He might, you know, listen to some, uh, you know, what's the heavy stuff kids listen to today? Uh, disturbed? Uh, he's not just back. He's better than ever. He's, he's back to his old form. We needed a couple months off. I think he found a better uh, weed dealer. Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. Did oh. they legalize it in Indiana? He's close to I Illinois. I hope not. He's close to Illinois. He would probably make a trip. That's just, uh, that's just fascinating. What a, what a concept. You think you can just ride a rocky horse or how to ride a real horse? <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, well, the other thing that he's done in his absence yeah. is he went to a theme park. Yeah. And I'm always enthralled by Patty Seacup's life outside of the trailer home. Yeah. Because I don't know what his income comes from. I assume it's a government check that comes through. Yeah. I don't know if you can use food stamps to get into a theme park, how that well, works. Uh, I, I have a clip of that. Uh, my number 20, he uh, he's like, all right, well, here's what I did with my summer vacation. And then he goes, I left my house one time. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of shit, man. I went to this fucking theme park. I got a sunburn because, of course, still ginger. All right, still ginger. Sun's still not a friend. All right. 
I'm not. A, I don't ride rides. I don't go to theme parks to ride rides, which is you know sort of defeats the purpose. But again, I will win you prizes. All right. There's never been a time where some sort of basketball shooting game wasn't conquered by myself. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna win something, and wow. it takes what, two, two maybe three shots. I'm gonna get a prize, huh. and then we're out of there. Scoot do bobbity boo. Shout out. Take your <laughs> shoes off. So now we know how he won Carly over yeah. in the first place. That giant stuffed animal yeah. he was able to win for. Her. And then he, he busted into Kanye lyrics at the end there, yeah. which, is always, which is always fun. I like that, that he's bragging about winning carnival games. Like, that's his thing. That's what everyone knows. Of. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's his income. Patrick Michael's here. <laughs> well, his whole thing, man, I've been busy. I've been doing all this shit. I went to a theme park and didn't go on any rides. Yeah. All righty then. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, then he explains because, as you heard in that story, that because he's a ginger, yeah, he needs to have protection on yeah. from the sun. So of course, I'm like, well, I'm gonna get sunburnt. Let's put on some uh, whatever the fuck that lotion that protects you from the the sun. <laughs> well, some of you might not even know what it's called because some of you might just tan and enjoy the sun. It is like a SPF uh, sun tan lotion. Fifty seven. I don't know. It's suntan lotion. Yeah, okay. Sunscreen. Yeah, sunblock. There's S- a sunscreen there. is, yeah, is what yeah, you call it. He calls it SPF 57. It's not, it's not Heinz ketchup. Yeah. If there's no 57 involved in it. Oh, it's great. Some of you might not even know what it is. No, you don't know what it is. You're the one who doesn't know what it is. There's this thing. Some people don't even know what it's called. Yeah, yeah that, that's not what it's you, obviously. What is that lotion for suntanning? <laughs> so this is his comment on the price of hot dogs. And... I find this to be very similar to like a stuttering John rant. Yeah. You can tell when people are poor when one of their big takeaways from an experience is the cost of things. Yeah. There was this one place that was selling hot dogs for $11. Like, that motherfucker better be as big as my left arm. What are we doing? You know, four to $7, fine. But $11? Okay, I better be at the Yankee Stadium when Babe Ruth is hitting a home run directly <laughs> in my area. By the way, $11 back then would buy a house. Yeah. So that seems ridiculous. Yeah. I don't want to be in a Yankees game in 1932 buying an $11 hot dog. That's what They paid Babe Ruth $11 a week. Yeah, right, exactly. That was his fucking salary, for Christ's sake. So apparently $11 is too much for a hot dog, which I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. He said four to seven. I think he would bitch about a $7 hot dog. I would. Also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Even a $4 one. <laughs> He does. He goes on a whole Babe Ruth story that I thought was fascinating because he's into this whole like misogyny trend now. He's like he can work it into any story. I'm digging it. Man, I don't even know if I've ever shared this, but I was doing a podcast with, with some random people before, and I don't remember if it was ever released. But I remember we talked about Babe Ruth, and the two people thought that they, that he was a black guy. Of course, they're women, but you know, if it was a guy. You're like, hey man, it's sports. You should know at least a little bit. That's a that's an icon. But it was two women, and they're like, oh, Babe Ruth. I thought it was a black guy. You're like, you've never seen even the John Goodman depiction of Babe Ruth. You've never seen a photo of the guy. He was the one that pointed to the thing. You never seen the Sandlot. What the fuck's happening? And sure enough, most of these women have seen all of these things, but none of it sticks. <laughs> they were thinking we'll of the right candy back. bar. Yeah, the candy bar is pretty dark. Actually, that's a good point. It's like almost black, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dark. His touch points for Babe Ruth yeah. are the Sandlot, which was a signed ball. That that, that, that that movie happened in the 50s, after he was dead. Yeah. Um, uh, the, he pointed at the thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. John Goodman. John Goodman. Those are his touch points for yeah. Babe Ruth. It's <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah, how about the fact that uh, be- at that time when he was playing, there were only white people in the league? Yeah. You know, the Jackie Robinson thing. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just, there was a Negro League back then. Oh. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why those women were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we can point out a lot of reasons. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. He touched out a few, though. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. That's fun. You know what? He's happy to be back, though. When yeah. When he 19, he's happy to be back. I don't know, guys. It doesn't matter, but I'm happy to be back. I'm not happy to be back. I hate doing this shit, honestly. It's so fucking boring. Oh, oh that, took a, damn it. that took a turn. That took a turn quick, didn't it? <laughs> I like when he disagrees with himself. I've never heard a podcaster disagree with himself more than Patrick Michael. It's amazing. But this is a lot of fun. This isn't any fun. <laughs> He's yeah. talking shit to himself. Yeah, just immediately. <laughs> oh. Wow. I missed him, man. I yeah. did, too. I did, too. And then uh, uh, if you want to hear him run on his team, my number 22 is when he hits the hits the end of the rails. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else, man. It's been all this time, and I just, I'm not the type of podcaster to be like, well, and then on Wednesday, uh, August, December, I, no. The past two weeks, I, nah. Who cares? You shouldn't care. That's why. That's really the only reason I'm going to drop this episode is just to see how many people are still waiting. How many of you are still chatting about it in the Discord or the Reddits? <laughs> I thought you didn't care about those things. I thought you didn't well, even look at those things. Do you like me or hate me, Patrick Michael? I've yeah, been, I've I know. I've been waiting patiently for you to drop some wisdom, some cosmic wisdom. Yeah, right. And then you finally do, and your whole podcast is about how much of a dick I am for waiting for your podcast. There's a lot of mixed messaging yeah. going on here. He could learn a little bit about, about communication from our uh, friend. I can never remember her name. What is it? Laura Beth Finley. Yeah. You can really learn about that. And then he he, uh, he wraps up the show uh, by getting up on his high horse and yelling at his all. Because you're boring. You're boring. You know? It's ran its course, guys. It's ran its course. Because everything that I've provided you as far as entertainment hasn't been returned in any such way. Huh? So I could say... Fuck it at any point. Huh? Unlike a lot of people who are like, oh shit, if I don't do this podcast episode, I can't drop my Manscaped ad. <laughs> I can't put in my fucking, I can't, I can't talk to a, a comedian that was popular 15 years ago. <gasps> talk about retarded. Talk about retarded. <laughs> so is he happy? Is he sad? I don't know. But I miss you, buddy, and I hope you do a lot more shows, and I hope they're about rocking horses. Who is he goofing on there? He's like, yeah, I'm not one of these assholes who makes a living from podcasting, even though I've been trying to for seven and a half years. I'm not one of these jerk-offs who has to put out a podcast every week because that's what their income stream depends on. I, I assume it's those same four MMA shows that he talks about every single time. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't tell what the fuck he's talking about half the time. Well, I did miss Patrick Michael, so I hope that he continues on because yep. that was a strong episode. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Back in into form. Oh, I have to say. So good on you, Patrick Michael. Maybe he was working on a stand-up yeah. routine all that time that he was oh, off. That would be good. I hope he does at least five minutes on rocking horses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Stuttering John. Let's. Let's start 
with a song parody that came in from Dane Bramage 566 in the Dabblers Anonymous subreddit. And let me tell you about a story yesterday. Let me tell you a little story about a man named John. Went to the pub just to get his drinking on. Then the talk of Biden started getting pretty mean. And here comes John, he's making a scene. No more cores for $10 tips. Now the next thing you know, John has passed that on his ass. So he starts off complaining on his Saturday podcast. He said, there's no way you can argue with me. Then he drank 100 beers and fell off the balcony. Right through the green screen Into the Home Depot parking lot Uh, Brilliant Very, very, very well done I was laughing pretty hard at that last night That's how you do it When I ran into that All right. so what's going on with Stuttering John? He just put out an episode on Thursday Mm -hmm. And he starts off by talking about this Twitter feud that he's in The thing that John has done which is pretty annoying, is he's been trying to draw a lot of attention to the content of our show in order to get Patreon to take us down in order for me to not have a livelihood from podcasting Mm. anymore. This is John's mission in life right now, which I would say is not a great use of someone's time trying to knock somebody, you know, actually get their lives ruined, but whatever, that's that's how John rolls. So he's going to tease that he can't wait to talk about this. Um, later on, I'm going to address something. I had this kind of friendly argument with this author on Twitter, and I, it's time that I address the horseshit that's going on around me, but I will, uh, but not until after Chip, maybe in between Chip and John. All right, so after his first guest, yeah, that's when we'll be very excitedly awaiting his response to this Twitter feud. Now, before we get into any of that, he had played this guy, Randy Rainbow, for his intro music. Have you ever seen Randy Rainbow? Mm-mm. Super flamboyant guy, does like show toony things, but it's all like anti-Trump stuff. So John loves it. He eats it up, even though it's music that I don't think John would ever care about, but he thinks it's the funniest stuff. And apparently, Randy Rainbow, because John uses his content, Gave him a nod, and John's very excited about this. Let's all thank Randy Rainbow for that wonderful song. He actually thanked, he mentions me in his book. I was truly touched. It's just like when Jim Norton thanked me in his book, and I was truly touched. Jim Norton is one of the greatest comedians and one of the greatest people I've ever met. So always support Jim Norton. Go <laughs> check into the Jim and Sam show anytime. He is a hell of a dude and a good friend of mine. And oh, shit, we've been friends for over 20 years. When's the last time we talked to him, John? Yeah. This really good friend of yours. Was it when I was on Chip Show? But enough about Randy Rainbow. Three years ago. <laughs> Holy shit. John's, wh- wow. Jim Norton, what a great guy. Because he thanked you in his book. So I have Jim's books. Yeah. So I thought I would find these acknowledgments. Yes. So he's got two pages of acknowledgments. He, he mentions over 100 people. Yeah. This is his first book. And uh, this is the mention of John. And this is the last paragraph of the acknowledgments. It says, Jay Leno and the entire Tonight Show staff, especially Ross, Bob, and John. Ah! Doesn't even mention his last name. Yeah. And it's part of the Tonight Show because at that time... Jim Norton was working for The Tonight Show as a correspondent. All right, fast forward to his next book, and let's look at the acknowledgments. Probably a lot more touching. Well, 
<clears throat> in this book, there's a lot more acknowledgments. You can see there's three pages of acknowledgments here. Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, let's see. Oh, here we go. In the uh, 30th paragraph, after 150 people have been already <laughs> listed, it says, Jay Leno, for always putting me on the couch with women who wouldn't dream of sleeping with me, <laughs> Ross Mark, Bob Reed, John Melendez, and the entire Tonight Show staff. Thanks for being so good to me. So it really actually has nothing to do with John Melendez at all. He just happens to work at the Tonight Show. Yeah. And it's funny because doesn't John take credit for Jim Norton making it big because John put him on his Stuttering John comedy tour? No mention of that at all. Yeah. And he has a whole list of all the comedians he's on shows with. <laughs> a huge list of the comedians that he acknowledges. No mention of John there. And John is still holding on to that. That's yeah. why I was touched. He didn't embarrass me. <laughs> yeah, right. So basically... John's name is just John in one of these books, and he still thinks they're besties mm. because of it. All right. So this is funny because John's talking about how he has a date later on in the day, which I can't wait to find out more about <laughs> on the Saturday show if, if he's willing to talk about it. He sometimes is. He sometimes yeah. is willing to talk about what's going on with his dates. Yeah, yeah. even when they tank, he yeah. talks about it, which is really strange. Which is fun, yeah. <laughs> So hopefully he knows where his boner pills are this time. <laughs> Oregano, got it. And now let me ask the ladies, do you like with the beard or without the beard? Because I got a date tonight. So I was debating, should I shave or should, should I not? Should I grow a beard? Yeah, you're going to grow a beard. And I finally <laughs> said, I asked a girl at the copper bucket uh, yesterday. Oh, I said, should literally. I shave? And she said, and she's a friend. She said, John, my ex-husband always had a beard. I never saw his face. Ladies don't like dating Santa Claus. So, no beard. So, you <laughs> asked a woman who obviously has some psychological issues yeah. with her ex because she brought that up immediately. And I think that John did that just to prove he has a neck. That's the first time I've seen and his a neck razor. in three and a half years. He had to like pick up his, his whole chins yeah. and show like, see, there's a neck there somewhere. Yeah. All right, you win. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, John. Fair enough. So John's got a date. That's exciting. Okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes yeah. of this episode. Look for the appetizers. <laughs> the appetizers just make me more hungry. <laughs> so John brings on his first guest. And John admits that he badgers people in order to get them on his show. And, of course, he apologizes for that. You back. I, as you know, I hate to sound like a pestering uh, badger, but, I, yeah, I badger you all the time. Oh, man, it's always nice, dude. And I'm fucking with you. It's great to be here. Thanks. <laughs> no, I know. But, I mean, some guests I have to, I, I have to just, you know, once every two weeks I got to ask, you know, just to keep it in their minds, you know, because like yours, it you know, you are always doing great things, but you have a, bit, a very busy life. So it's very easy to forget the little people like me. <laughs> uh, Fishing for a compliment. Oh, baby. No, it's good. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> and, yep. and, and, and not no little. <laughs> no compliment at all. He's like, you know, because I'm not as big a deal as you are, Chip Franklin. He's like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. You're welcome. His, uh, he is some interviewer, man. Isn't he? That's oh, how he starts off the oh. show, talking about how he's badgering him to come on. Oh. And apologizing for that. And John goes, I hate badgering people, but I do it all the time. Yeah. Every, every two weeks, yeah. I continue to badger people. There was a funny uh, screenshot somebody posted from his Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Julia Diane Dreyfus, is that her name? Ju Julia Louise Dreyfus. Julia yeah. Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
um, she had mentioned something about how Republicans suck and nothing to do with anything other than, you know, vote Democrat. And so, of course, she comes on there and is like, come on my show. You're not going to get a big star like that on your show, John. You talk to three dozen crazy people. Why would they want to talk to those people? Yeah, and if she was going to do a podcast, she certainly wouldn't book it through a fucking tweet. Yeah. Yeah, especially someone like her, she probably has like a publicist. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And they might uh, actually (laughs) they might actually vet the shows that they would let their celebrity appear on. Yeah, that's also a pretty good point. All right. So so John lets his uh, guests do some name dropping here. Oh, good. But he also, in the middle of this, gets a donation. And he leaves this up on the screen for a very long time. He puts it up on the screen, leaves it up on the screen for a very long time. Talking about Chappelle. And I knew Chappelle from the D.C. days. You know, we did, we did the same uh, when he was a kid. So I'm, I'm working at there's a place, it was a place called Garvin's in Washington, D.C. It was yep. one of the first comedy clubs outside New York City. And um, and before that, though, there was a there was a Fort Garvin's. There was this little teeny place that people would come down. Uh, it was called L. Brookman's and Seinfeld would drop by Eddie Murphy, Piscopo. A lot of these guys were starting out. Yeah, we get it. You're an old timer. Yeah. And you met a bunch of uh, famous comedians over there. So if you guys didn't see what the uh, the post was, Trump sucks. Twenty six sent two dollars and seventy nine cents Canadian. And that is for the chemotherapy. All right. So again, this is for that charity that John says, please donate to my PayPal yeah. in, so that I can give to this charity. Muttering Jay, my favorite Twitterer of all oh, time. Oh, God. He uh, posted something just today that said In California, any individual or organization that solicits charitable funds is considered a charitable trustee under government code section 12585. Initial registration must be filed within 30 days of first receiving charitable assets. He's sure that Centering John is doing this. I'm sure he's filing with the government appropriately in order to receive these charitable assets from people. Yeah, I would love to see the, all the accounting for this. Yeah, me saying, too. I'm collecting all this money to donate to chemotherapy. Are we going to yeah. see like a hospital bill or some a GoFundMe? Are we going to see this? Well, he did say somehow? he did say trust me, which he would did. lead me to believe that we're he not going to see any of this. That we just need to trust him, and that'll be fine. I'm not sure that. We'll find out, I guess. But even when you go to a charity show, they'll be like, you know, hey, we raised $700 for whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're proud of it. It's, it's, it's a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah. that we'll get that from him. I'm sure he'll be like, I raised. Well, he should have, he should have a chart where he's, like, coloring it in with a yeah, the marker. And he's trying, to get, yeah, he's yeah. trying yeah. to get to the goal or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know why you sound suspicious, though. I mean, <laughs> what about the, the money that was raised for the D.C. trip? That was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Full accounting was shown right. for. Oh, wait, no. Actually, no. He complained about it. Oh, right. The, the whole the time. And, and actually, trip was Money disaster yeah. well, because the hotel was four hundred bucks. He oh, only, right, he, he forgot only about that. Raised money for nineteen months. Yeah, that's true. Good you point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, time might got a spit take on a car. <laughs> I know. Time might be more of the essence here. How long is this grift going to go on for? Seriously, <laughs> until the next charity. It's so funny oh. because I have a video ready to go on on YouTube. It's from the Pat Oates episode. We literally pointed out three laws that John was breaking yeah, on thing. his show, and there's. A million shows out there that all ask for money. There's a million ways to ask for money yeah. that aren't illegal and right. fucking immoral and creepy and weird. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. GoFundMe. Just ask your audience for money. It's fine. Like, right. right. Oh, but if you want to do a charity, you can set up a GoFundMe. It's it's all taken care of for you. Yeah, now. it's pretty easy nowadays. Yeah. He's uh, something else. All right. 
So now this guy, Chip Franklin, who used to do comedy and, you know, he knows Chappelle and he knows all the greats. And he I guess he was a radio broadcaster for a long time. I'm not familiar with Chip Franklin. Are you never seen him? Before. Yeah, I think he was big in D.C. or something. So he's going to go on about how Dave Chappelle said some uh, very offensive things about trans people. And uh, Chip did not enjoy this. Um, so this whole thing when he was, you know, going down, you know, making trans an issue and that whole deal, talking about the jokes, it bothered me because I was, you know, I have my opinion about comedy that we should always punch up, not down, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, and so I was, you know, I was kind of hard on him, but not too hard because I know we all fuck up and say things, you know, if you went back and pulled everything I'd ever said, you know. Oh, that's um, what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address that because uh, I get these people who try and, you know, say that I'm a certain way because 30 years ago, I was on the Howard Stern show. and Well, I got was, a Stern story, too, for you along those same lines. Let me yeah. finish this, though. So anyway, so. <laughs> you know Chip's a professional broker. He's like, shut up, yeah. dummy. You asked yeah. me a question. I'm answering it. This isn't about you. John just goes, oh, actually, now that you brought that up, I'm going to talk about me. No. Don't talk about you, John. Yeah. You have a guest on. You're interviewing your guest. I'm warming up to Chip right now. Yeah, I'd be too. This isn't Tony <laughs> Michaels. All right. He's not going to sit there and listen to you fucking talk about your problems. He doesn't give a shit. Oh, that reminds me of. Also, I love this idea that you're only allowed to punch up in comedy. Well, who determines what punching up is? How do you determine that? Stuttering John. Stuttering John does? Okay. It's okay. a guy in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I got to figure out what the fucking rules are. These assholes, they have no idea what comedy is if they explain there's rules to comedy. You could be funny in this way and this way, but not that way or that way. Okay. I get it. So, well, that's how these guys got so successful. Correct. This is why these two are doing a show yeah. on the internet on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> and this is funny because Chip is now going to explain to us why it's okay when they call out people's physical flaws, even though you shouldn't be body shaming, as we all know. But it's okay when that person disagrees with you politically. And, you know, I mean, people sometimes will say, like, you know, this woman that defeated Cheney, and I was talking about how crazy she looks, and they're like, why do you have to body shame her? I'm like, fuck you. She's a horrible person. She's hurting. She wants to hurt people. And You following this, Crouch? He can say that because she's a bad person. You're allowed to say shitty things about bad guys. And he's determined that that's a bad guy. And so, of course, he can do that. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense, right? So we can't say the stuttering John looks like the big brother from Weird Science after they turn him into a blob because John's on the right side of things. He's a good yeah, guy. Yeah. If he wasn't, though, we could say he looks like a melted candle. Correct. Yeah. If, if, if he were a Republican. Yeah. The shit that I would say about Grandma Melendez here, <laughs> it doesn't even get me started, but we can't because he's on the right side of the spectrum. All right. This is great because now uh, John goes on about how he used to say bad things about people, but he doesn't yeah. anymore. So, no, that's not body shaming, right? Body no. shaming, you know, so there's it's a really it's a paradoxical gray area that we all have to navigate. And it's not easy. I'll tell you, Chip, this was this was the perfect story because I, I was going to address some things like, you know, a little later on in the show about people like calling me at me out for things that we did in the Howard Stern show. It was 30 years ago. I mean, I know he goes, people are calling me out. Me. Can you believe it? Yeah. I mean, all I am is the biggest hypocrite ever. They're calling me out. What the fuck? And his guest is literally grimacing. He yeah. looks yeah. like he's in pain. He's like, I can't like, fucking believe I'm listening to you. Talk yeah. You're going to try and shoehorn this in again. Yeah. Again. Howard used to 
use the R word for the mentally challenged all the time. And for you. you know, was, he called me that a billion times. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, that was a different world. It was, not, not until 2010 did Obama make it unacceptable when he signed it out of any bill. <laughs> did you guys know that President Barack Obama in 2010 made it unacceptable to say the word retard? Did you know that? Uh, you know, I, I got the letter. I had to change all my sheet music at home. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And he made an exception for podcasts. Yeah. These people actually think politicians determine what words we can use. That's fucking scary. Yeah. That's how dumb these people are. These people could be ruled <laughs> so easily by a dictator. They're like, okay, boss, you're the boss, boss. Whatever you say. And I just want to point out that uh, my very good friend, Stutjo's Fair Use Baloney Factory, oh. uh, yeah. went ahead and put together a compilation of John using the R-word oh. post-2010. Oh. Even after Barack Obama yeah, it was told us we're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, I thought John got the memo. Everybody, yeah. everybody, yeah. Get into it. Yeah. Get stupid. Get retarded. Get retarded. Get retarded. Retard, 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 retarded, 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 rah, rah, retard, retard, retard. What is a manga? <laughs> Great job, John. Once again, proving that you're a fucking idiot, calling people out for shit that you do all the time. You know, he's got a good sense of rhythm, though. <laughs> a retardedly good sense yeah. of rhythm. All right, you guys want to hear John try to say the name Sarah Silverman? Yes. All right, this will be fun. Yeah. But that's the that's the hard thing, Chip, is that like a lot of these comics, I saw a thing that someone was calling out uh, 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 Sarah Silverman for something she said. And she has to say, hey, different times then. And I, you know, and I apologize. She's, you know, fucking bro- like- she's brilliant, though. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's real. She's real brilliant. Then Sarah Silverman. Do these people realize it's because they're the ones policing other people's speech is why they, they get pointed out for being hypocrites yeah but you say that shit yeah but it's different now okay do you think that we've ended this like we have our complete list of unacceptable words now and can you give me the final list so that i know so that in 2030 i won't say anything from 2022 that'll come back to me this is what's so dumb about these people is they think that like yeah but she apologized for that she's moved on yeah but you guys are idiots it keeps the bar keeps moving the goalposts keep moving on us it's, it just keeps changing. There's no final list. Sarah Silverman's brilliant. What do you think about that, Crush? Good. <laughs> All right. I, I, I pull up her podcast feed, and the most recent was a best of, and I'm like, best of Sarah Silverman podcast? What could that even possibly mean? I would, I would love to hear that. Okay. So now, now John describes why he can make jokes that ridicule others. I mean, you know, but she also self-deprecates. She takes... Same she takes <laughs> John thinks he's a self-deprecating comic. Did he just say, same as me? Yeah, I'm also self-deprecating. I'm just like Sarah Silverman. Yep. Uh, his whole policy in life is, it's different when I do it. Of course. Of course. It's great. All right, last clip I have from Stuttering John. So his second guest on this program was John Fugelsang. And John is he? Gonna... John? <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? Wow. <laughs> His name is my name too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is great because John, who's on the East Coast, will be making a trip out to LA. You, I'll be out in LA on vacation soon. Uh, I'm really ready for it. And uh, thanks for doing such a good show. And thank you. You could, you know, you could do a fucking bro fest here 
and just be a pig, but you're not. You're actually pissing off dude bros and, and caring about marginalized people. Uh, and what you're doing is really moral and it's really inspiring and, and you inspire me. It's really nice to, to see you. Oh, thanks, John. And when you're in L.A., please, you know, you know, we'll grab a beer or something. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, John. But it's good to be on your show. <laughs> both of his guests. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. He didn't even smile afterwards. Just goes, I'm not going to do that, John. I want nothing to do with being in the same room as you. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Isn't that, that hilarious. Plus, he could have been saying, "Don't touch me." <laughs> yeah. I love this guy is running a fucking literal cancer scam. He's scamming yep. people. Yep. And this guy, what you're doing is very moral. It's very <laughs> correct <laughs> and very right. Yeah, no shit. <sighs> come, come, come have a beer with me. I'm never going to do that. Stay away from me. The way he answered that too was like, shut him down. Like, never ask me again. Instantly. That was. And I know okay. you have my cell number. Do not text me while I'm in LA. I will not answer it. All right. Incredible. I'll be surprised if that guy's ever on this show again. That's just insane. Surprised if any of these people are. They look fucking miserable. They look miserable. They've never, they've never done a show like this before. They're like, what? you're talking about you now? What's going on? Yeah. I'm on your show, idiot. And he has those like trigger words. If someone brings up, oh, someone's mean to me on the internet. Oh, really? Because that happens to me all the time. <laughs> it just starts yeah. him on his 20-minute thing about the trolls yeah. and whatever. We could put together a giant compilation of how do you deal with your trolls? Oh. Like They're like, what? What do you mean? I mean, I've seen a negative comment on YouTube before, but... All right, I got to get Vic in here if she is ready. Victoria. Hello. Hello. Vic is back, and you're in your new house now, across from the strip club. How's the I club? Uh, it's pretty good. Is it's that? uh, it's still top, like it's not topless, which is really weird. Oh. Hmm. That's yeah. not a strip club. Then. There's no tits. That's a keeping your clothes on club. It's what yeah. That yeah, unless you get a lap dance, that's when they take their tops off. But okay. until then, like, it's just tassels, pretty much. Oh, that's how they get you. Wait, you yeah. mean those girls are only going to show their boobs for money? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. And your top has too many buttons. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was for the love of the game. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> very disappointed <laughs> in all of that. All right. Boom. Well, Vic, I brought you on because we have a very special game to play today. Hell. Cardiff I'm Electric so has sent over an edition of Who Said It. It's the racist edition of Who Said It. He's told me that Ash is not a part of this, okay? So don't guess Ash. I pick Carl for everyone. You can, <laughs> you can write that down. Right. Oh, shit. Right. You might be right. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Croge on this one. Blind. All right. Well, let's get into it. Welcome to Who Said It, the official podcast game on WATP. Brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Okay, Carl and co-host, who said it? Our first entry, who said it? Buying black shoe polish and not using it to polish your shoes. Who said it? <laughs> Come on. This is impossible. Uh, Jerry Banfield, I'm going to say on this one. Opie. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Producer Chris. Uh, Patty C. Cups. All right, Vic. Tom Myers. Also, uh-huh. fuck you, Carl. You said too long, and then now you're like, oh, my God, it's too short. Well, no. The problem with it? the too long was those stuttering jab right. clips that go on forever. And then they replay okay. it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Cardiff can't win is what you're saying. <laughs> Basically. What are you, Team Cardiff all yeah, of a sudden? I think Vic's Cardiff. Yeah, a little bit. I miss him. Are you going to be Cardiff's review girl next? The fuck? 
All right, we've all picked a different person because there's no way to know this one. <laughs> one, two, three. Buying black shoe polish and not using it to polish your shoes. Tom Myers. Oh, Tom Myers. That would be Vic. Vic gets on the board. Moo. Well done. I'm just glad it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I'm excited about. I knew get right win this. <laughs> just glad it wasn't me. All right. Wow. That was a deep pull. Well done. Vic's in the lead. Let's keep going. Our next entry. Who said it? You can't talk about blackface without a brother in the room. Alright, that's a dumb thing to say. Who said it? Uh, I'm going to say Opie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like an you. Opie. Yeah, it totally does. Uh, Crouch? Yeah, I'm going Opie that it, only somebody that grew up in that time would even think of using the word brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Vec? I think it's Opie, but I'm going to say Stuttering John. Okay. Yeah, good, good Paul. Alright. See, she wants to have it both ways, so if it is Stuttering John... Then she's got a two-point lead, and if it's Opie, oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Strategy's working so far. One, two, three. He's like, you can't talk about blackface yeah. without a brother in the room. Unless you're a clan meeting. <laughs> Who's the other voice? That was, um, what's his name? Is uh, the co-host that he had for a long time, the black co-host. No, it was an Ola. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Sherrod Small, thank you. Oh, yes, Sherrod. Uh, all right. Hey, I think it's a four-way tie now. It is. Right. All right, let's go. Big second four-way of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Who said it? Don't and as usual, she's the first one on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about me. Saving us money. I'm going to Jew people down. <laughs> Whoa! Who said it? <laughs> I think I got my guess. All right, hold on a second. I got to think about this one for just a, a brief minute. Who would say that? I think I'm going Opie again. Oh, I went Jerry Banfield. You're going Jerry? Stuttering John. Stuttering okay. John. What do you think, Vic? I think Jerry. There's no other option. Yeah. Hmm. One... Listen, don't worry about me saving us money. I'm going to juke people down. Thank Crows. That's all for this week. Wow. Who said it? Crows pulls it out. Indeed. <laughs> some of the most famous podcasts on the internet today. That's right. He does feel comfortable saying Jew. Poor little Jew boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But let's sue Patreon because of all the anti-Semitic. <laughs> that was then. Uh, this is now. Yeah. That was a week or two ago. <laughs> but Biden said... On August 12th, you can no longer talk about <laughs> chewing people down. <laughs> so get it out now. <laughs> I got to give credit to Cardiff Electric on that one to be able to find those clips yeah. to have the racist edition of who said it. Very impressive, Cardiff. I wonder what his hard drive looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that he's able to put. Which hard drive are you talking well, about? Yeah. That's, that's the problem. How many right Zoom there. players you got, Cardiff <laughs> yeah, Electric? That's, that's what I'm That's wondering. the problem. What have we done today, Croge? What have we done today? We've done it all. Yeah. We learned a lot about communication yeah. and what uh, Laura Beth's pussy is for yeah. and how to play a song without knowing any chords. Yeah. 
We talked about Jerry Banfield giving me a birthday shout out, even mm. though it's not even close to my birthday. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Michael is back. Oh, is he ever? Stuttering John will not be getting a drink. With John Fugel saying, anytime <laughs> soon. So you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show we play a clip from the podcast. We'll be reviewing on the next episode of Who Are These Podcasts, which is coming up this week with Vinny Paulino. is going to be back in studio to talk about this show. Let's dive in. Let's start from the very beginning. I want to just get to know... Dimps from the ground up. So, where were you born? Where were you oh, raised? God. How the hell did I get here? <laughs> here we go. The Joker um, here. <laughs> go. So, obviously, I'm not born and raised here in Tennessee as much as I wish I was. But I do come from a little small town in Florida. People wouldn't think Florida is country, but wait until you get to those outskirts. No, it is. It's fucking buck wild yeah. out there. Yeah, I've met Casey, the review girl. I know yeah. that Florida's pretty country. Yeah. There are some rural areas for sure. This is a show called Dumb Blonde, a suggestion from my buddy Drew Lane again. Ooh. This is number four on the comedy charts right now. This show is huge. Really? Dumb Blonde, one of the biggest comedy shows. Wow. It's bigger than that David Spade SNL show. Yeah. It's bigger than Conan. It's bigger than all these other shows that you know. And this specific episode... Demps tells all with TikTok and Instagram star Katie Dempsey is the guest on this one. So I am looking forward to this. That sounds fascinating. Dumb blonde. <laughs> and I think that there's a lot of synergy there with our friend Vic. Hopefully you could join us yeah. this Wednesday. Oh, of course. As we talk about dumb blonde. Crows, thank you so much for coming over oh, today. My pleasure. Uh, anything that you want to promote or plug, my friend? Yes, I have two plugs today. Now, okay. look, Carl, there's a lot of podcasts riding your coattails these days. True. But mine was the first, and it's still the best. Season 18 of Behind the Smile Talk premieres this weekend. Wow. <laughs> my team is doing an extensive look at Carl, the songwriter, and here's just a little sneak peek of what you're going to hear. A song inspired by going to the toilet and by reincarnation. Carl was on the toilet thinking about a breakup he'd had, and how he'd like to come back as a turd in his ex's toilet bowl, so she'd look down and see him in there winking up at her. He'd taken that idea, cleaned it up a little, and turned it into... In those instrumental songs. Oh, I'm excited about yeah. this. Wow. And I'm going to be on the subreddit later. I'll be exploring deep within myself. So please come join me. That sounds good. Producer Chris, thank you as always. Yep. Vic, the review girl, hang with us. We got reviews coming. Anything you want to plug, Vic? Uh, yeah, I'll be collecting your teeth to make a witch spell for you later today. <laughs> with your sister witch? So please yeah, join us again for the next episode where we might find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Internet news. From Reddit, we have comments regarding episode 334, Alex Jones and Better Together. East Stand 1982 is flabbergasted. Can't believe... 
Carl announced his engagement to John's trans kid in this episode. What a bombshell. Raikou 3220 is floored. Wow, another episode of Carl just playing whole unedited episodes of Beer on the Balcony. This is really getting out of hand. Brace this as wow. Wow, Carl went a solid hour talking about John's kid's grooming preferences. Wow, get him, John. Beaver Pudding asks, what was the chick's name who had something stuck up her butt? Talking Chairs answers, her name is Carl. Standard T offers, Jim Norton is the funniest person that will ever be on this show. Medthrow has to be kidding with, he's no producer Chris. And Shalom Shuley opines, fuck off. Some kind of cave demon. Jim Norton was hilarious, and the whole crew did a great job of both complimenting and blasting Alex Jones befittingly. These are the best shows, in my opinion, where it isn't just one note being hit over and over. Love that back and forth. Shame he left early, but what can you do? And we also share some comments on episode 335, The Three Questions with Andy Richter. Kroger Fan 88. Oats made me enjoy the Stutjo segment again. Best episode in a long time. Add Oats to the very short list of guests who don't fuck up the show. Downvote Syndrome. I, too, thought Patton Oswalt used to be funny, but I'm now struggling to remember a single example of it. Middle Custard. Imagine being a working stiff who has just got off work and wants a few quiet drinks at the bar, and this asshole walks in, already half-cut from the eight beers he sunk at home that morning, and he starts berating people with his infantile political hot takes. John would not be a beneficial customer to have. He'd drive people away. Bald Rizzle. Home run, hamburger. Home run. And Jimmy plays us out with, I disagree with kindness. With who? With who? With Vic. Vic, it's been a minute. Do we have some new reviews that you want to share with us? Yeah, I have a little bit. I have like three for you today. Okay, that's what you determined to be a little bit? Yeah. Is three? All right, cool. More than a couple. (laughs) Um, This first one is I've Reached My Limit by The Dabbling Cobbler. Uh, He says, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I'm taking a mental health break from listening to this show. Oh, all right. Fantastic. Thanks for letting us know. Is that a five-star review, I hope? (laughs) That is. All right. Thanks. Come back whenever you're ready, buddy. Appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, This next one is Always Right 60% of the Time by D. Rice. Yeah, okay. Uh, He says, this podcast is what happens when grown men regress back to being 14 years old. It's like if Beavis and Butthead had fetal alcohol syndrome. (laughs) I never miss an episode. Love this podcast. (laughs) That's a pretty good description of the show. Yeah. 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 I appreciate that. That's another five star, I imagine. It is. Wow, we're killing it. All Mm. right, last one. Let's give us, let's get one Um, more five stars. Go three mm, for three today. mm, mm. I'm feeling it. This last one is eh by Death by Farts. Oh, I like so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm jacked up. What do we got? He said, I only started listening to the show because of a call to action from the Amazing Who's Right podcast. Mm. After listening to the last 100 or so episodes, it can be summed up as a clearly inbred man slam dunking on disabled people. I have to watch the episodes from newest to oldest, so it's not just a show stomping a has-been to the ground but an inspirational story of a severely alcoholic fishing 
Fishman, rising from the bottom to niche fame and going to be an intern at a famous radio station. That's hilarious. Uh, yes. It reminds me of uh, Dave Attell's joke where he talks about watching Girls Gone Wild backwards. <laughs> Being a whore isn't for me. <laughs> Close back on. Uh, Vic, is that a five-star review? It is. Yes. Woo! Three for three today. Look at how much Yo. Vic hates that. Yeah. She Ruined. hates it when you get five-star reviews. Ruined her whole day. It's awful. Guys, keep pissing off Vic. Keep giving us five-star reviews that she can read. And keep the jokes a-flying. I have... Good news for everybody. I was very excited to see. Oh, is Barry it? Barry is yes. back. I know. We missed him. Hey, Carl. Barry from San Diego, Escondido. <laughs> well, I just checked the Zillow on John's home, and I got a shocker. He has lowered his price from four twenty-five to three ninety-nine. He's getting no action on that house, on that condo. And the prices are dropping in that area like, like a lead weight. Yeah. So uh, I think he's very frustrated. He can't sell that house. I think he thought he was sitting on a gold mine. Turns <laughs> he out did. he's not. He's sitting on a uh, <laughs> on a yeah. He's sitting on a turd, I guess. <laughs> <Turned out laughs> that house. Too bad for John. Too bad. Oh well. Oh well. That's too Better bad. Better luck next go round. When he lowers the price to three fifty. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this dude deserves a drop on the board. I'm gonna figure it out. Okay, yeah. you can tell he's a little out of practice there, because yeah. <laughs> he's usually pretty succinct yeah. with his calls. But uh, you gotta keep them coming in, Barry from we, Escondido or Gary San Diego, from. wherever you are. He uh, thought he was sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, so that is true. They just dropped the the price twenty five thousand yeah. dollars on his apartment. <laughs> That's not a good thing. No, doesn't nope. sound like it's going well. I can only imagine what it smells like. People get in there and just like. Oof. I was gonna say anybody that walks in there and catches a whiff of that place ain't making an offer. Well, if they do, yeah. it's gonna be real low. It's not pleasing aesthetically. It's got yeah. that really weird green paint in the kitchen. Yeah. Like you yeah, just yeah. make that a neutral color because people are gonna well, see that and be turned off yeah. by it. Well. And, uh, Vic, you just went house hunting, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if you had this experience. Uh, this was many years ago, but some of the places I went to were like, you couldn't believe the fucking shape they were in. Like, you're really selling this house in this condition? Yeah. Like, oh, it's awful. Like, hoarders will just keep all their shit and yeah. then just fucking have you view it. I'm sure, like, Stuttering John still has his dead cat in, like, the freezer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember walking into a place and just thinking, like, how many months would it take me to get the stench out of this place? Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, thanks, but no. You, too, could have your own roach farm. Yeah. <laughs> if only had they had a strip club where they don't strip across the street, I would have <laughs> bought the place. Home Depot. Yeah. But just the, the posters he has up on the wall, it, it looks like a dorm room. Yeah, and like the rugs the, all fucking yeah, cleaned you, you up. You walk in there and, and yeah. you just think like, oh, this is someone who didn't take care of this place for the last no, seven it's years. Right. Not in good like shape. Like their basement. Yeah. Similar to my basement. Yes, thank you. Well, for pointing I mean, that out. Every room's a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> How many baths are there in this house? Seven. Seven. <laughs> seven and a half. <laughs> but John is a guy who clearly can't work a bar of soap. He's not working. A, he's not working a mop. He, he or got a kicked out of a bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's the All line right. of the day. Yeah. You win, Steve Urkel. Do you know who Steve Urkel is, Beck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Steve Urkel called into the show, which I'm excited about. Finally. Exciting. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, this is Steve Urkel. You're a cunt, Carl. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the payoff I was hoping for on that one. I hope the Noid calls in next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Paco called into the show. What's up, Carl? This is Paco. And uh, I just want to say it's quite disturbing how many how many fools is working on the Andy Richter show talk. <laughs> and it it still sounds terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just wanted to say that. I don't know why I wanted to say that, but I felt like I felt like I was like, dude, I better call Carl and let that fool know. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I, I'm, I'm all out of ideas, you know. Uh, for right now, I'm gonna contact you very soon, though. When you get the email, you know. Uh-oh. You know what? I'm gonna email you right now. <laughs> no, you know what? I won't. I won't email you right now. I'll email you later. Later on today. <laughs> All right, Carl. He's got his shit together. I hope everything's going great. I hope Jen's good. And I'll see you guys later, dog. Shout out to uh, Kroger again, I guess. I don't I don't have any shout-out. I, I, I don't even know who to shout-out anymore. Oh. Well, shout-out to everybody. Way to ruin that. Yeah, really. <laughs> Crows and everybody. And everyone oh. else. All right, this is another one from Paco. He brings up a good point here. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Um, it's crazy, dude. It's, it's a little sad to see how stuttering John is a grown man. <laughs> he doesn't know how to hydrate himself. You know what I'm saying? He's over here talking about drinking sugary juices and things like that. Like, nigga, I drink a gallon of water a day. You know what I'm saying? At least. That's just because of my line of work. But you know what? It's just crazy how this foot thinks like, oh, drinking juice and, and these high sugar drinks is good for, de- you know, dehydration, which is not true, dog. Come on, man. Get it together, little stud, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to um, uh, Chicken Nuggies. All right, later, food. <laughs> and right. definitely not high C. Oh, you had a clip up on YouTube recently where yeah. John's talking. He's starting the show and he's drinking his water. He's like squeezing it and attacking it. He's like, and then he'd say like six words. He'd be like, I need this one. It was so fucking gross, dude. It was unfucking real how gross this human being is. And that's with water. Like, how could you be gross drinking water? It's around us. We need it to live. And somehow we figured out how to fucking do it. I was thinking, how how is he so bad at being a drunk? I'm pretty good at it. In the middle of the night, you start drinking a little water, yeah. you know? Possibly oh. before you go to sleep. Yeah, no shit. You know? Dude, I, yeah, I used to, uh, uh, you know, I, I used to chug uh, the yeah. fucking water. I ate the big glass of water sure. next to my bed. Oh, God. I've been hung over Damn. before. I know everyone's surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, shocking. But by noon, I'm rehydrated. Yeah. He starts his show at noon. And he's just like, ah, right. Dude, <laughs> he starts drinking at 10 a.m. the day before. Yeah, I mean, to, it's to a be, lot. To be hungover for 12 hours, you got to drink for 16. Also, man. if you <laughs> yeah. don't want to be thirsty, lay off the baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. All right. You know what? I saved some voicemails for Vic because she wasn't on. On the show Wednesday. What a nice guy. And now I've lost them. So I'm going to oh. find them. Oh, no, I do have them all right here. Never mind. I'm an idiot. They were bad. All right. This is for uh, this is for you. You know who Stephen Hawking is, Vic? Of course. Yeah, all he's right. a wheelchair man. Wow. Vic, Vic knows who people are. This is great. Yeah. Right. This is from uh, Stephen to you. This is the hawk. This is how I talk. 
<laughs> I'm calling for Vic. I hear you like bad dudes. Sup, sweet thing. Show me them big old titties. Call me maybe. You heard him. Yeah. Vic. That's a fair question, Vic. That's right. Yeah. I'm oh. about to go to a pool party. Oh. oh. So I have my flamingo bikini on. Very well done. This pool party Stephen day. Hawking. It is. All right. Yeah, all it took was You Stephen had Hawking. one a couple weeks ago, so. Wow. That, very impressive, Vic. And I have to say, anyone who's not subscribing to our Patreon and watching these videos live is officially missing out. All right. You know, Stephen Hawking, that Nobel Prize finally got you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is what he always wanted. He called back again. This is the hawk. Carl, don't be a cunt. Don't call me back. All right, I won't. (laughs) There was an outtake from Stephen Hawking as well. He's not always perfect. This is the hawk. This is how I talk. Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Delete this message. <laughs> well done, the hog. All right. I'm distracted all of a sudden. Let's listen to a cow poem, shall we? Let's. I'd like to end this call with a poem. When life seems one too many for you, go and look at a cow. When the future's black and the outlook's blue, go and look at a cow. For she does nothing but eat her food and sleep in the meadows entirely nude, refusing to fret or worry or brood because she doesn't know how. Whenever you're feeling bothered or sore, go and look at a cow. When everything else is a fearful bore, go and look at a cow. Observe her gentle and placid air, her nonchalance and savoir-faire, her absolute freedom from every care. Her imperturbable, imperturbable brow. Fuck. Don't call me back. That's the only reason why that made the list was just fucking <laughs> up at the end. So apologize to everyone sitting through that, but I was admiring the cow at the same time. All right. A <laughs> couple more voicemails here. So I was hanging out in a bar and my friend said, hey, Trump sucks. And then... This bartender said, no, Biden sucks, so I'm never going back there ever again. This was the hardest stuttering John segment to sit through. Yeah. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Carl. Oh, my God. It was a great segment. His, um, we've documented endlessly in the show, but his thing with, like, I'm so generous. But yeah. then anytime he does something, he's like, you owe me. He's yeah. like, I tip her $10 a beer, which, you know, the, sure. The sure. opposite of generosity yeah. is to think that someone owes you for something. And you owe me. You have to be nice to me, and you have to serve me, and you yeah. have to do this, and you have to And you me. need me. Yeah. He's you, like, you, you need my money. You wouldn't survive without <laughs> me being here. It was, oh, God, it's so fucking gross. And he says these things out loud and yeah. doesn't even realize it. It's crazy. It really is wild. Holy shit. That's why we love him. Oh, all right, we've been getting a lot of song parodies, which I appreciate, but there are rules to the song parodies. This is Nate from Flint, Michigan, with an admonition to all you parody song creators who use slow movers as your bass song. Carl has an attention span of about nine seconds, same as the sexual congress with his unfaithful wife from the jingles department. He can't <laughs> stress this enough. Make with the funny without all the buildup. He recommends speed rappers like Bone Thugs and Harmony and Flow Rider for this next next batch of parody songs. 
Easy listening and Guns N' Roses ballads aren't cutting the mustard. Thank you. Fuck you, Paul. You're a cunt. Well, <laughs> Crow, this guy's bringing you? up a lot of good points. <laughs> and start at the verse or the chorus. Yeah, just get to the waka yeah. waka. Right. I'm, I was going to do this this week, and I didn't. I was going to bring in and be like, hey, I got a song parrot I want you to play. And it's just Freebird, the MP3, that I didn't play. <laughs> And I was going to see how long yeah. I could get you how to fucking play. How long I play it for? Because I bet I could get it into the third verse. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. I was so mad because I felt like you just didn't put on enough episodes to satisfy my need. And then I listened to, like, the first 30 seconds of the newest episode, and it was the bomb. I'm just going to shut it off. I would, I'll start it tomorrow when I'm not drunk. I love you, Carl. Call me back. Don't call me back. I know you could drink or in prison. I'll jack off on you. Jesus. All right. Yeah, don't listen to our show when you're drunk. Wait till you're sober, then listen to our show. My advice. Also, stop calling Is it really? Number. Yeah, I was going to say, sobriety in this show maybe don't mix so well. Hey, Croach, <laughs> come on. Just because our review girl is chugging wide and producer Chris is blackout drunk, doesn't mean sobriety in our show don't mix yeah. well. What do you mean? <laughs> Fucking Croach. Stuttering John's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can't wait until we're all stuttering John's age doing this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so bad drinking all day long every day. I don't know why I used to rip on people. <laughs> Was is ninety percent water, anyways? <laughs> Vic, you remember I bought you those Yankee tickets? They were good seats. I paid one hundred and twenty-three dollars and fourteen cents for them. All right, this is the last voicemail about uh, a recent appearance I had on the Steel Toe Morning Show. Uh, yeah, this message is for Carl. Uh, I know you don't normally get uh, compliments on the show, but I wanted to call in and say that. I really enjoyed your Steel Toe Morning Show uh, appearance. All right. Well, take it easy, you club-footed fuckface. <laughs> you made up for it at the end there. <laughs> That's how you leave a voicemail. Oh, yeah. So I did uh, an interview with uh, Aaron Imholt. Aaron Imholty. I should probably Whoa. figure out what his name is. <laughs> Before That's you say so it. so cool. Uh, Steel Toe Morning Show. And Aaron is going to be a guest on WATP coming up sometime soon so that'll be fun looking forward to talking to uh the minnesotan be on the show vic thank you so much for coming out and reading reviews we always appreciate that you might have some competition hannah who recommended the show today wants to be a review girl really she's gonna ask her She's going to have to beat out Casey, but she's going to have to find Casey first. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. What a challenge. It's going to be tough. What, what did you say, Vic? Did you ask her cup size, though? I didn't. Like, what are we talking? I didn't. Is she fat? I, I have to find that out. Okay. Hannah, if you're listening, well, send me your cup size. Or, or Hannah or pictures. sounds Are you fat. free range? You think she sounds fat? <laughs> Just the name Hannah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't known like, a skinny Hannah in a minute. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's all prejudge Hannah. <laughs> let's scare her away immediately. That's a good idea. All right, Vic, thank you so much for coming on. Are you doing any comedy shows coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, in Newport News, Virginia, Kazi's Comedy Club every Thursday now. Oh, sweet. At like 8 p.m. 
if you are in the Newport News area, go see Vic and say hi to her. She's actually more friendly than you think she'd be. Yeah. Say, she doesn't, she doesn't like only when I'm about. drunk. She doesn't like me, but she likes most of our listeners. Uh, uh, what are the chances of coming to Detroit September 30th? Huh? Huh? That's a Friday. It is a Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 We will see how that goes. Okay. Uh, there might be a, a war or something you have to go to. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> like, off. The other day you couldn't come on the show because you said you had to lower the flag down the literally. flagpole. Is that literally what your yeah. job was that day? That's literally. I just had to fucking bring it down in the music. Okay. No, no, oh, someone else the... was bringing it down and I was catching the flag so it didn't touch the ground. Wow. It's really okay. cute. See? So they do find jobs for women in the Navy. All right. They yeah. do. <laughs> that makes sense. Thank, Thank you God. <laughs> yeah, I feel safer. <laughs> I was worried about Putin. No more. Yeah. No, it's good. All right. Thank you, Vic. You stupid fucking bottle mouth cunt. <laughs> What's with the dancing around the shit? I stink. You hate me. Great. Goodbye. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's, episode's over. over. <laughs> it's a great episode. That was really great. That was I really great. Go. Goodbye. Goodbye.